0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and welcome to the January 2019 Us quiz. The first quiz of what should be a wonderful 2019. I'm sure you hear the fireworks going off right behind me. We're recording this at midnight, January 1st. I mean, December 31st, I don't know. Anyway, happy new year. Mm-hmm. And we have 10 terrific cases this month. So let's get started. In this case, patient has hepatitis C, what's the best diagnosis? When you look at the axial images alone, you see approximately a two centimeter hypervascular mass in the dome of the liver. When you look at the 3D cinematic rendering, you see the neovascularity feeding this mass. This is just a beautiful example of a malignancy. In a patient with hepatitis C, the likely diagnosis is, of course, a hepatoma. This is not the appearance of a hemangioma, which typically has puddling. This is not the appearance of focal nodular hyperplasia. And this this could be metastatic renal cell carcinoma in theory. Uh, But usually with the METs, you don't see the feeding vessels, you see multiple lesions. And I already told you it was hepatitis C, which was a great hint. So hepatoma is the correct answer. This patient had a widened mediastinum on chest x-ray, and so what's the best diagnosis? I'm showing you two different images, one from above and one straight on with cinematic rendering. And if you look at both sets of images, it's a very nice appearance. Notice on the view looking down, you see the vessel going from left to right from the aorta going behind the esophagus coming to the right and that's a classic, classic description of an aberrant right subclavian artery. You can see the aberrant right subclavian artery on the uh, coronal uh, cinematic view as well. Uh, this is not a true aortic ring, of course, which means the the trachea and or esophagus are surrounded and there's narrowing. It's not an aberrant left subclavian, it's an aberrant right subclavian. Just a very nice example and I thought you'd like the cinematic rendering. This patient has flank pain. What's the best diagnosis? Well, again, I've given you a cinematic rendering, which is I'm trying to show you how well it works in select cases. There's a large infiltrating tumor in the liver with extensive neovascularity. That's not the appearance of an abscess, and the neovascularity is not the appearance of hepatic adenoma in most cases, and it's not a giant cavernous hemangioma. Giant cavernous hemangioma have puddling. Uh, This is neovascularity. Yes, I could argue it could be hepatic adenoma, but this was a hepatoma. Just a beautiful example. If it was a hepatic adenoma, it would be a malignant degeneration of hepatic adenoma into hepatoma. So, hepatoma is the correct answer. The least likely diagnosis in this case is... I'm showing you what, what is patchy areas of wedge shape decreased attenuation in both kidneys, worse in the left kidney than in the right. It could be renal infarction. In fact, in this case it was, and it could be acute or chronic pylo. Sometimes I think it's hard to distinguish acute pilo from renal infarction. Sometimes with uh, pilo, it involves the entire kidney, though renal infarcts can as well. Sometimes when it's just wedge shape, it can be difficult. The one thing this is not is lymphoma, lymphoma is typically more mass-like, you don't see wedge-shaped defects, it's infiltrative, and most typically the kidney is going to be enlarged. This patient has HIV and has rectal pain, what's the best diagnosis? On scans to the upper abdomen you see a lot of nodes in the periodic region, the perirenal region and in the mesentery. So You might even think about lymphoma, you think of MAI. When you get to the pelvis, there are large nodes in the pelvic sidewall, inguinal nodes. And I don't show it to you very well, but the inguinal nodes are enhancing. And then there's a mass in the rectum, an infiltrating process in the rectum that's enhancing. If you said adenocarcinoma, I'd have a hard time saying you were wrong. If you said lymphoma, I guess lymphoma in the colon is uncommon, but you could be right but I was pushing the HIV and this indeed was Kaposi sarcoma. We did read it correctly, we suggested Kaposi's, but the images I had had more nodes, particularly vascular nodes. And when I start seeing an enhancing rectal lesion and vascular nodes and it's an HIV patient, I'm thinking Kaposi sarcoma. Fortunately, we don't see these cases very commonly anymore. During the AIDS epidemic, they were indeed very, very common. The most likely clinical finding in this patient is, and the findings of note are very, very bright adrenal glands. And we lecture about that in the adrenal talk. When you see very bright adrenal glands, you better worry the patient is hypotensive. It's not hypertension. It's not an Addisonian crisis. It's not chest pain. The patient's hypotensive. Sometimes the clinicians know it's an ICU patient, it's a post-trauma patient. But in other cases, they do not know and that information is very, very important obviously. The best diagnosis in this patient, wonderful example, large spleen with infiltrating process seen on arterial and venous phase imaging. Mononucleosis can give you a big spleen but not infiltrating like this. Thalassemia can give you a big spleen and it can have a funny appearance with sequestration Kaposi uncommon in the spleen, usually funny enhancement, not this infiltration. An infiltration like this, big spleen, I'm thinking lymphoma, and this was a B-cell lymphoma. Just a beautiful example of infiltration. You notice that the venous phase is better at showing the infiltration than the arterial phase, but you can see them well in both phases. The most likely diagnosis in this 50th year old female is There's a vascular lesion, tail of pancreas, which is shown on the MIP imaging as well as on the cinematic imaging. You could consider based on location an accessory spleen, but it is brighter than the spleen. It's not an adenocarcinoma and the kidneys are present so it's unlikely to be renal cell metastatic. This is a classic example of a pancreatic neuroendocrine tumor. Just a very, very nice example. In this middle-aged female, the best diagnosis is forget the possibilities. Look at this mass coming off the pancreas, septations, calcifications, multiple variable cysts, classic for cirrhosis adenoma. Spend tumors, not not middle-aged females, young females, not so many septations typically. This is not an IPMN and MCNs don't have so much septations. MCNs can have calcifications but it's typically peripheral, so that's not going to be the case here. In this patient with back pain, the least likely diagnosis. What's least likely? When you look, there's a mass which appears to involve or arise from the left psoas muscle and tracks straight down along the course of the iliopsoas. There's mass effect on the aorta and iliac artery. It doesn't really look like lymphoma, though you could consider lymphoma just anything with big retroperitoneal masses. Liposarcoma is a good choice. You say it's not fatty, but a lot of the retroperitoneal paired neoliposarcomas, and this in fact was a retroperitoneal paired neoliposarcoma, really don't show much, if any, fat. A psoas bleed, a psoas looks enlarged, tracks the length of the psoas. I guess it's a possibility. What this isn't is a neurofibroma. Neurofibroma t- arise from the canal. They can cause bony erosion. They can be large, and they're typically low density. They don't track along the muscle as this one does. So neurofibroma is the least likely diagnosis. The other ones are all possibilities. And liposarcoma was indeed the answer. So that's 10 terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed them. And with that, hope you have a great month. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bye.